welcome back, Magic Makers. It is the magical month of May. And if you've been listening this month, you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I really wanted to use my time this month to take a deeper dive into areas of our everyday lives where we might not realize we could improve our mental health. Today's episode is one I have struggled with, and that is digital wellness. I am so grateful and excited to be talking to my dear friend, Dan Max Fox today. Dan is a comedian and an advocate for digital wellness. He also happens to be the partner of my best friend, Desi Delmo. You might remember Desi from a previous episode that we recorded back in February on female friendship and how female friendships can actually be a better indicator of our overall happiness than our romantic partners or even our careers. I love Desi. She's my favorite human. So it's no surprise that I also love Dan, the man that she has chosen to spend her life with. Dan, A, one of the funniest people ever on the face of the earth. Um, But he also has such an incredible appetite and curiosity for improving daily life. I think that's one of the reasons his comedy is so great is he really mindfully takes time to observe things as they are and comment on them and perhaps even explore a way that things could be better and make us laugh at the same time. And today we're diving into a subject that has really become near and dear to his heart, and that is digital wellness and social media addiction. And we don't use the word addiction lightly in the episode. We go over the definition of addiction, why we believe that it is an appropriate term to use in this case when we're talking about digital wellness. But again, we really, really want to make sure that we are very transparent and say neither Dan nor I are trained or licensed mental health professionals. We're just two humans who have opinions and experiences that we really want to share in order to potentially make our lives better, your lives better, and uh, make you feel less alone. That's the dream. So not only is Dan a comedian and an advocate, he works for a company called Lightphone, and we'll go into what that company does more in the episode. Dan also is the author of a children's book called Zoe Put Down Your Phone. It is such an incredible tool for teaching children how to stay present, how to take their heads out of the digital clouds and ground themselves in their bodies, in the real world, and in their real life connections. So this episode is just in some ways tough because if you're anything like me, social media is a tool and it is really tough sometimes to draw that line of using social media as a tool to advance your business or to consume content that is positive, to learn new things. There are a lot of wonderful aspects of social media and the internet, but boy, howdy, is it a slippery slope to time wasting and numbing out and anesthetizing using social media. It is literally designed as you'll learn in this episode to light up certain parts of your brain, the same parts of your brain that light up on drugs and alcohol. So 
Woo, buckle up, get ready to delete some apps <laughs> or at least to uh, more mindfully use them. Please enjoy this amazing conversation with my good friend, Dan Max Fox. Dan Max Fox, it's Foxy Dan here on Find Your Magic. Hi, Gailsey, Kelsey, <laughs> for those listeners out there who know her. <laughs> Yes, welcome to the pod, Mr. Fox. You guys, Dan is an incredible friend who I've known for years, but hilariously just met (laughs) for the first time um, post-COVID. His partner, Desi, was on the podcast a few weeks ago, my best friend in the world, Desi Domo, and we talked about the importance of female friendships and how female friendships can be an incredible way to understand how connected we feel in the world and to ourselves. And now I invited her partner, Dan here because that's that's him. (laughs) I'm Dan. (laughs) When I stayed with them, I knew Dan was going to be amazing. I knew Dan was into digital wellness, but I didn't know how deeply digital wellness has become part of your life. So Dan, introduce yourself to the people, tell them who you are and what you do, and we're going to get into this digital wellness thing. Hello, listener. I hope you're having a lovely day so far. And if you're watching this, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. How you doing? How you doing? I am from New York. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing comedy since college, University of Wisconsin, Go Badgers. I actually, even before that, I started doing comedy in summer camp when uh, at the camp color war it culminated in this big event and i wrote a comedy sketch and that's and we won and that kind of ignited my my the fire for my passion in comedy Hmm. and yeah i've been doing you know i've been doing comedy for over a decade i've i've paid thousands of dollars in comedy (laughs) classes i I feel very well equipped to to perform stage on the podcast where wherever i'll do comedy honestly wherever what was your question <laughs> see but I'll, that's what we call a uh a callback a callback <laughs> button so yeah and, and i've been passionate about digital wellness slash phone addiction advocacy mm. against it not for it i don't want people to you know, well, I'm not you, trying to get more. You're people. for the advocacy. You're <laughs> against the addiction. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I do want to clarify, there's a little bit of a argument discussion about whether it's actual addiction, because hmm. that word is sort of nebulous in its own right. Um, there's a couple different types of addiction. There is behavioral and substance addiction, to my understanding. I may yeah. be wrong on this, but I know there's a little bit of a split kind of take on phone addiction if you shouldn't yeah. be even calling it addiction but i do believe it's behavioral the way notifications light up different parts of your brain and mm. dopamine hits anyway yeah i think I, that's I important tell- i think that's important yeah. to sort of call that out and get that out in the open in the beginning and right you know neither dan nor i are licensed mental health care professionals but we are just two humans who've done a lot of research and have deep passion for mental health. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. If something resonates, great. If it doesn't leave it, no big deal. Yep. And uh, sorry, can't sue us. 
<laughs> not it. <laughs> not it. Not it. We didn't do it. So, okay. So behavioral addiction, that's a really interesting delineation, actually. So I, like many people, uh, have seen that documentary, The Social Dilemma. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the parts in the documentary that really (laughs) blew my mind, which was showing the parts of the brain that light up when you get a notification. Can you talk to me a little about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, Well, so there's a, there's something that they spoke about in the movie was sort of this similar reaction in the brain to a slot machine. When you see a notification, there's a reason it's red. Um, mm. That color notifies us and activates our part of your brain in a more intense way. And when you play a, when you when you play the slot machine, you you know, you love slots, right, Kelsey? Oh, big... <laughs> every weekend, just hightailing it to Vegas. Yeah, in the slots. When you yank the lever of the slot, I, I, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Press a button. Sure, you pull down the, yeah, yeah. I can visualize that. Pull yeah. down the lever. You don't know what you're going to get. And that in itself is exciting for the brain. And mm. then it gets rewarded when you figure out what you get. And generally, you don't get anything. It's um, very similar to notifications. You see the red button on the heart in your Instagram feed or whatever it is on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. I mean, anymore. I'm actually looking at the dock of my computer while we're recording this. And I never thought of that before, of the color of the with the number in the middle, like the little red circle in the upper right-hand corner on my Mac right now. Mm-hmm. And... Photos, FaceTime, Calendar, Slack, and Chrome all have those little red hearts with numbers in red. it. Always red. Yeah, and I never thought about that. Or it also why. correlates to like danger and you know just. It activates aware. a part of your brain. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you know how when someone is in business for a while and you ask them, like, what's the one thing you wish you had done sooner? My answer is I wish I had migrated all of the different platforms that I was using to Kajabi way sooner than I did. I dragged my feet because I was nervous. Technology was intimidating to me. I was totally on my own. I didn't have a team. And when I finally pulled the trigger and signed up for Kajabi, you guys, it was like night and freaking day. They have the best customer service that I've ever experienced. They have a incredible like video library and knowledge base. So any question you have, there's like little videos that show you exactly how to do things. And if you can't figure it out from the videos, you can chat with a customer support rep right there in real time. I'm telling you, like, it's not just for online course programs. When you hear Kajabi, you probably are thinking of their online courses or hosting an online course but it is so much more than that. I have all of my templates on there. It handles all of my payments for me. It like, whenever somebody buys something, it just goes right into my bank account. I handle all my emails from there, all of my marketing funnels, opt-ins, landing pages, you name it. I do it on Kajabi. They're offering a free 30 day trial to find your magic listeners right now. 
to check that out and read more about the platform, go to kelseyforemost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyforemost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. So when you have a notification, when you see the number of like three or four or five, or for me, uh, you know, a couple hundred. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lifestyle. Yeah. You don't know what is behind those notifications, similar to a, uh, I was going to call it a jack slot, but it's just a slot. You want to get jackpot on the jackpot. <laughs> jackpot slot. There we go. Yeah. However, I don't know if um, you experience this, but in social media, n- no, there's never one notification that will stop me from looking at more notifications. Mm, we'll never yep. like finish the internet. Never You'll stated. Never, yeah. Never stated. And that's by design. It's all by design. It's all by design to make you feel a range of emotions, but generally mm-hmm. manipulate you into sadness or happiness. Mm-hmm. Keep but, you on the phone longer. Exactly. That's the goal at the end of the day, right? Right. Yeah. Goes back to that old newspaper adage. If it bleeds, it leads. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And honestly, what you were just describing actually is a copywriting tactic for subject lines too, Mm. because the brain naturally wants to close a loop. The brain doesn't like having unanswered questions. So if you phrase something as a question, you are in a subject line, you're more likely to get a better open rate of people opening your email. You see that with news too. Mm, Yep. I'm, I'm like, why does every news article start with a question? Or a list, like five things to X, Y, Z, like five ways to wash your sheets. It doesn't matter what the, what the punchline is. It's just like the five ways or five tips. We love lists. We love order. We like closing loops. Mm -hmm. That actually relates to text messaging um, and asynchronous communication. So what's that? Basically, Define asynchronous like, communication to me. I don't know that term. It's sort of the reason why asynchronous is just basically communication that occurs at different times. So like emails. Oh, I see. Like one person sends it and then it could be a couple hours right. before Which I see. Bad for our brains because we want to, to hear back. Mm. We won't want to know an answer. And with texts and emails, people can take their time. So it's hard for our, you know, millions of years old brain machinery to figure out what to do when we don't get a message back. Mm. It's just, it's really hard for us to comprehend. And we start, if we send out a hundred text messages and we get 99 answers back, we'll only think (laughs) about the one that we haven't gotten a response to. That's so true. That's like just, how I only remember the one answer I missed on the DMV driver's test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that that was the crucial question. Um, can you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Can you see while driving? So don't trust Kelsey on the road. I'm sure you're a great driver. I mean, I'm. I grew up in California. I better be. I had to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So let's for a second. Talk about the flip of this because there's going to be a lot of people. Um, I'll admit that I had a lot of resistance at first 
learning about the dark side of social media, digital wellness. My day job is in influencer marketing. I have used Instagram to build an entire business and it's been an extremely positive experience. I also have found a lot of resources and learnings by following accounts that share information that's actually helpful to me in real life. And at the same time, I absolutely have fallen victim to getting sucked into that. It feels like a drug like that. You look up from your phone and all of a sudden it's been an hour and a half and you've just been scrolling, not necessarily learning, just consuming and numbing out. So, and you're still on the toilet. How, how that would be a really funny uh, study. How have sales of hemorrhoid ointments Just, done in the last five years? Is there a correlation? <laughs> right. Quick tip: um, Don't use your phone on the toilet. Just don't, because guess what happens when you use your phone on the toilet? You're gonna get you're gonna get feces on your face. And yeah. the reason <laughs> I know it's gross, but. I mean, if anything was going to stop me from bringing my phone in the bathroom, that was it. Good job, Dan Fox. You're going to get trace (laughs) amounts of shit on your face. So just, just, just take a break from your phone when you're going to the bathroom. Just do it. We'll talk about behavioral psychology too. You're, you start to associate certain behaviors with like, Ooh, Mm. I get to check my phone and you'll find, and I, in reading up on digital wellness before our chat today, that was one of the things that came up was like, people start to crave their phone in the bathroom Mm -hmm. that it actually, like, you can't go to the bathroom without bringing your phone with you. Like it feels (laughs) weird, which just is next level. <laughs> yeah, that really is. That that is wild. And I think it points to a larger issue which is we don't take breaks mm. from the internet. Yeah. Or just like we're so on all the time that even going to the bathroom to do something frivolous on your phone feels like an escape and it's like yeah. ah this is probably bad for our, our brains in general mm-hmm. and our lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Back to what I was originally going to ask you, which is there are many people who do use the internet positively, do use social media positively, right? and you primarily are a comedian, and you need to use social media as a tool to get the word out about your shows or open mic nights or movies that you've got coming out or whatever it is. So how do you find that balance? Just to correct you real quick, I have no movies. Oh, well, well, you know. Uh, but if you're saying it movie is like maybe my mom would, I have some movies, which, which are just YouTube, YouTube videos, but I have movies on the internet. <laughs> well, oh, TV show. You've been in things. You've done things. Ish. Not like you though. Well, not like you. another story for another day. But... I'm catching, I'm catching up. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry if your listeners don't know about your illustrious. No, they do. They do. They know I'm an actress, a former okay. recovering actress. Recovering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't um, help it though. And carry on karaoke night, or like if somebody busts <laughs> out the accents game and heads up, she just comes right back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have I do a lot of Australian accents in my in my stand up. That's hard. I think Australian's one of the hardest accents to do. I just I lived with a few Aussies, so oh, that'll do it. Aussies, yeah. Aussies. Um, but yeah, I I think. 
the easiest way I can answer that question is, are you, are you in control or is the phone in control or is, is the social media in control? So basically like, are you using, let's say, let's just say Instagram, are you using it as a tool, um, with a clear beginning and end action, or are you losing yourself in the algorithm that is made to capture your, your attention and time, mm -hmm. um, and profits off of it? That's the business model. I, I recommend doing the new followers algorithm, or, you know, I, I don't know if you've, it doesn't always pop up on my feed, but you can click when you're on the, the feed, click Instagram on the top left, and then you can by followers. Mm. And instead of the algorithm, um, it's the, the time, feed, it's the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Chronological timeline instead yeah. of the it's algorithm. Less interesting. And then you think about why it's less interesting. And then, and then you realize, Oh, algorithms, what what the fuck is an algorithm and how <laughs> does it know exactly what i want to see before i want to see it um, yeah so point point being are you using your phone or is your phone using you hmm. are you in control or is your phone in control and i like you know um on on a keyboard there's like shift control mm -hmm. I, I just i like i i always think about that i i almost started like an advocacy or some kind of nonprofit called shift control. And I was That's like, a, there's ah. a bumper sticker and a t-shirt in there somewhere for sure. There you go. hundred percent. Yeah. I shift love that. Control. New Maybe merch. Will. New merch. <laughs>
Speaking yeah. of merch, what a segue. Look at that. Inter- I'm a good interviewer. Look at that segue. <laughs> uh, merch, I'm holding, listeners, I am holding a book called Hey Zoe, Get Off Your Phone by mm. one Dan Max Fox. And Guilty. it is a fantastic children's book that really is for all ages. Um, yeah. And it follows a girl, Zoe, as she falls into the virtual world of her phone, which my God, with all of this metaverse shit everywhere mm-hmm. all the time, feels a little uh, prescient, should we say, mm-hmm. when you wrote this? Um, can you talk to me about how you came up with the idea for this book and sort of what you're doing with it now? Because it's so cool. Thank you. Well, I I guess the idea started when I saw all these kids on phones and these studies came out about how much depression there is because of phones. And, and I just know it just from seeing it. It's like, I don't think kids should be staring at screens yeah. all day. They are the future. And I just, I had this, this this little nugget of an idea of a girl falling into the phone, sort of like Tron meets uh, Alice in Wonderland. And I had started working for Lightphone, which we could talk about later. Yeah, go for it. I, my friend Joe, who who is a co-founder of Lightphone, he, he went to art school and he knew some illustrators and he set me up with a now mutual friend named Virginia and she was really into the idea and we decided to do a Kickstarter and raised like $9,000 printed, which is Kickstarter is a great way to make a book. If you want to, especially a children's book, I recommend it. Definitely. The ironic thing (laughs) with promoting a a book about phone addiction is needing to do it on that is the endless cycle that I find myself in because I mean Mm -hmm. this podcast for example is going to be listened primarily through phones right there are lots of positive things that can come out of the phone which is why I think your previous point is so so important of are you mindfully and intentionally using said phone or consuming information like this podcast or Mm -hmm. are you like i don't even know how to describe it it's like um somebody said it's almost like a meditative state like your brain goes out but it's not good meditative state it's bad (laughs) yeah i kind of think of it like you should treat information going into your brain like food going into your mouth and your Mm. body it's sort of like what is the nutritional value of the information that you are consuming and if you have to think about it it's probably not great so (laughs) you know like for instance this podcast is Mm -hmm. good for your brain hey (laughs) yeah good for the soul maybe get a couple laughs maybe smile a little bit which is really nice but there's it's a long-form conversation and you you just can get more out of it than someone's posts of looking them looking hot on vacation with more money than you yep. and happier than you'll ever be. And then obviously <laughs> the secret is that they're not happy. They're not. I think not. I think truly happy people. I mean, 
truly happy people will post about stuff but like i always think why are people posting why are we posting mm. what are we doing what are we trying to get out of it and generally i think it's it's get get likes mm-hmm. it's just we we do it for that high of likes everything yeah. okay Yes, which that was really funny that I got a phone call notification from a spam caller right when you said that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Close friend. Spam risk. Close friend. Spam risk. Love that guy. We get more calls from spam risk than anybody else. Really. Spam risk is blowing up my phone. Spammy, I call him. Really, spammy, he just really cares. You know, he just yeah. really always wants to check in. Yeah, I actually prefer phone calls, so I do pref- I do appreciate when spammy hits hits me up. <laughs> so let's okay. So speaking of phones, you mm-hmm. work for a company called Lightphone. Tell me about yes. how you found your way there. I know you're friends with the founder. Tell me, tell us about Lightphone. Actually, two significant things have happened to me because I I like to take walks without anything on me and just mm-hmm. observe. I like to observe. I'm an artist. Uh, artists, comedians, we are artists. I'm sorry. You are. <laughs> Don't apologize. But, yeah. The it's, Hey, listen, Kelsey, we are, um, <laughs> the power of observation is very key. So I actually, the first time I did improv was I was in college and someone was putting a poster up on a, um, you know, a kiosk kind of thing. And, it said, do you think you're funny? Come prove it. Audition at Atlas Improv. And I asked the guy, I was like, oh, I, my, my buddies say I'm pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> my buddy's spammy. <laughs> my buddy's spammy. <laughs> Close friend. He always calls me. And he was like, oh, yeah, uh, we're, doing, we're running these auditions. You don't have to have any experience. And a guy who started the improv group is now a producer at Colbert. Oh, wow. Which was my, the Colbert Report at, my, at that time was my favorite show. Oh yeah. They're one of the great comedy shows, I think. That character. I can't say the same for late night, but whatever. (laughs) So cut to like 10 years later, I was walking around in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, not Virginia. And (laughs) there was a poster. It just had scroll hole dot, 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 lol. And it had a, a drawing of a phone with like hypnotist lines going in. And I was, I was just like, oh, what the fuck is this? I went to the website and I emailed, cold emailed, and I was like, hey, I do comedy. I'd love to collaborate with you, make some comedy videos because I, I think phone addiction is a looming public health crisis that I want to address through comedy. Because mm-hmm. even though people sort of n- instinctively know that it's an issue, um, they don't want to be proselytized to. They don't want to be preached to in yeah. just with facts. And we all kind of know it. But I think if you get through to people emotionally and comedy, getting getting a laugh, sort of breaking down a, a wall, I think, in a lot of cases. With comedy, people can get the message also, you know, laugh about it. Which is yeah, that's so true. Spoonful of sugar helps go down. <laughs> Indeed. I, it's so, it's, that's so true. I think um, that comedy is uniquely poised to deliver information that's tough to swallow for going with the spoonful of sugar helps the medicine mm-hmm. go down metaphor. Comedy makes us 
look first, I think, at the world around us and laugh at the world around us. And then next level makes us look and laugh at ourselves. I just to back up a little bit. So uh, a year before I saw this poster, and this is sort of the origin story um, of, of how the phone addiction, advocacy, awareness stuff really kicked into high gear. I was at Radio City Music Hall and I was going to see Tam and Paula the year, uh, the year October, the year was 2015. <laughs> the month was October. There we go. My friend. Yeah. My best, I went with two of my best friends from high school and one of them brought some MDMA and a little bit of marijuana. Well, well a couple of little <laughs> substances. A, <laughs> a little yeah. brain altering so, substances. Yes. And Damon Bala, you know, like I still, I still love them. They're a little cliche now, but in 2015, they weren't as cliche. Now they're sort of like Dave Matthews status, which is fine because I still love Dave Matthews. Sue me. Satellite. There's a side, very quick sidebar. There is a bar here in Santa Barbara called Satellite, and I have turned off more than a few Bumble dates <laughs> because every time I pass it, I just under my breath can't help it. Go satellite because of Dave Matthews. <laughs> Getting back to the Tam and Paula show. Yes, I please, was, God, save me from myself. <laughs> you know, Currents had just come out, which is which was their breakthrough mainstream success album. It has so many jams on it. And I knew every word to every song. It's one of those concerts where you're just like fucking ready to yes. go. Give me the jams. Give me them now. It's on, it's on, it's on. me hot. And the, the drugs were kicking in perfectly. I probably took too much, but at this point, you know, the problem with drugs is they don't, they don't stop when the concert stops, <laughs> which is, I think someone should fix that. But I was just so excited and then so sad because everybody in front of me at Radio City was holding up their phone, filming mm. the concert. I couldn't see the show. Wow. Yeah. Good money for that. It was my favorite band at the time. And I was just like, uh, fuck your phones, fuck your phones. And then I got people to chant that with me. Fuck your phones. Oh, you actually said it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, oh, you know, wow. when, you're, when you're on Molly, you're just like, no filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so fuck your phones started. And after the show, like I said, Molly didn't stop. And I, my friends had to like, kind of restrained me because I was going up to groups of people who were just friends, just there. strangers yeah. <laughs> in circles on their phones. And I was like, hey guys, fuck your phones. They're like, what? And I was like, fuck your phones. Your phones are ruining your brains. And they're like, um, some people were like, yeah, right on, man. Some people were like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you ran the gamut of reactions. Yes. But that's, that's when it truly clicked in my brain. Mm. I was like, phones are getting in the way of everything i love and mm -hmm. they are ruining relationships and mm -hmm. friendships and tearing this country apart yeah Ripping algorithms the, are the social fabric yes we're we're living in two separate realities because we're being told different stories and yeah that's a whole other topic 
Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast episode coming to you yes. this November. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's when that's when it all really started for me. Um, and so I was able to make a parody infomercial series with the light phone that mm-hmm. I wrote, co-wrote with Joe called Introducing the Smartphone. Do you not check your email enough? Introducing the Smartphone. Now you can check your email when you wake up, when you go to sleep with your kids and (laughs) you see, you see a guy pushing a stroller Mm. and he lets the stroller go to check his phone and it just like goes off screen. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is that still up somewhere? Oh yeah. Hilariously on YouTube, I'm sure. I think it's on Vimeo. The artist's platform for video sharing. (laughs) Right. Probably still has an algorithm that suggests shit, but it doesn't seem as bad. Yeah, it's different. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you made the parody infomercial for Lightphone. So let's Mm. tell people what Lightphone is. Yes, of course. Lightphone is a minimalist phone. Some people think that we hate technology um, because it's, it's in response to a smartphone. But actually... This was completely built from scratch. The operating system was built in-house. And it's a phone that all it can do is text calls, has alarm calculator, podcasts, music, and directions. I didn't know it, it had has... podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, That's there's exciting. one podcast that if you get the light phone, you should definitely subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to it. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and it has a hotspot. It has Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and it will never have social media, an internet browser, the email. And the idea is that every every function, every tool, every app, quote unquote, has a beginning and end. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't really get lost in your in your light phone. It's kind of boring on purpose. It's, yeah. it's a phone with some enhanced features. I and, love that. Um, yeah, it's an unlocked phone, so you can take your SIM card out from your smartphone and use it part-time. For instance, we just went to Western Pennsylvania to celebrate Desi's mom's 70th birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, and Adele! Shout I, out, Adele! Happy birthday, Adele. I took the SIM card out, put it in my smartphone for um, better, for Waze, because Waze is really good. Waze works really well. <laughs> and I just took it out of my smartphone when I got there. You know, there are definite once you go back to a phone that's this uses e-ink as well so it's not as hard in your eyes but it's definitely slower once you are off your smartphone for a while it i'm amazed by how well smartphones work (laughs) and the the dirty secret is that you can make your smartphone a light phone you just have to take off all of your social media your internet browser and your email Mm. but then you got yourself a light phone yeah the only difference is that the temptation's still there. With this, this is like out of sight, out of mind. It's just impossible to get. So do you then use a different device for Instagram and for like updating your social media for your comedy? Yeah, I I still have my old iPhone that I'll just connect to Wi-Fi when I need to. But it's much more intentional that way. Yes. And then after every use of Instagram, I delete it off my phone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's next level, Fox. It's so easy. It's so easy to do. It's, I yeah, I think it. it probably just takes some practice. God, my heart yeah. rate just went up, which just really makes me want to take a deeper look at why 
why is that happening? I'm having an actual mm-hmm. physiological response to the yeah. thought of deleting a social media app. When people start using a like phone, it's sort of like the the seven stages of grief. Mm, yeah. There's definitely withdrawals. Yeah. You feel withdrawals. Yeah. But long long term, it is it's been so good for my brain and my emotional state. I I do recommend people to not get on the internet for at least an hour after you wake up. And if possible, don't use your phone as an alarm. Turn your phone off every night unless, you know, you are emergency contact. But then you should do do not disturb and just point being that I every morning I don't turn on we don't turn on Wi-Fi or the internet. Uh well, we do, but I don't check my email or anything for like two hours. So I take the time to meditate or stretch and write and read Mm -hmm. and have a really good start because let's face it. If you're checking social media, the news, first thing you wake up, you're, you're, it goes back to the nutritional value of the information. You are ingesting some negative negativity. Yeah. And your brain is the most suggestible when you first wake up too. People might not know that that's, I'm the same way I meditate in the morning first thing, but I do it on my phone. I use an app, but the hardest thing to learn was to put that like top left corner first thing that I would see or push and to put all of the other distractions on a completely different screen so that when I do wake up, it took a lot of practice. But I was to say, keep, how does that work out for you? It works out great now. Like I do use, I have um, the clock and the Calm app and the camera on the very first like screen. And then right. all the other stuff is actually in folders. This is so cheesy and Desi will appreciate this. They're in folders. So I can't just immediately click the icon, I have to consciously go into the folder to open the app and I label the folders as affirmations. Mm. So like I have like anything that's a tool, like reminders or notes or weather measuring that's, I am supported. There's one, I am social, I am connected. Um, I am healthy is like any sort of health tracking apps. I am productive. That's anything What's that has the social to do with media work. One? I am social. <laughs> I am social. Yeah. I, I, I should change it to something negative. Like I am distracted. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am a cog in big tech's wheel and they are using my time and attention. To I am brainwashed off of, yeah, off of my emotions. <laughs> yep. But whatever. But. Yep. Don't have to put that whole thing <laughs> <laughs> but it really has changed and i'll take some screenshots you guys i'll, I'll put them hilariously this is so meta i'll put them on my instagram so you guys can see what it looks like but it really has been a game changer because not having immediate access to the big icons like the easy button has been a huge help for me huge 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 especially in the morning that's great. We have a clock that will set an alarm and we generally just wake up naturally. Yeah. If, if I wake up naturally and it's after six, six thirty, I don't go back to sleep. That's sort of my rule. Yeah. I, well, um, that's, that's a mm. really, really smart one. Yeah. I think 
That's a really good tip. I was again, reading up on some digital wellness, sort of like baby steps. And that was one of them, like get an actual alarm Mm -hmm. clock. And they recommended the one that is mimics the sun or sunrise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then keeping your phone in a different room entirely and turning off Wi-Fi was another one like at night, especially like after work or for a couple hours after work, disconnect, unplug it. If you have to the actual Wi-Fi unit in your home, a couple other good tips that will help. Maybe (laughs) you reduce possibly putting your phone in grayscale. You can, you can Google how to do that. Or there's also for iPhones. I know Android also has this, but for iPhones, you remember you were you on were you an AOL kid? Of course, right? Of course. Yeah. My yeah. my handle was Kel by C. Kel K-E-L-B-Y-S-E-A, because I lived by the beach. There you go. That's it's nice. So many layers. Mine was Viper729 because like Top because, Gun? No, more like um <laughs> like the snake in the car. <laughs> All very decidedly masculine things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my favorite things about AOL, AIM, because my family didn't didn't get AOL, was the away message. Yeah. And you can put an away message on your smartphone, which which is great because that gives accountability and, and lets people know where you are it's sort of like the vacation responder or a way you know that you put in your email Mm -hmm. if you i think it gives people good peace of mind again it's like going back to the asynchronous communication if people know where you are you can leave your phone at home for half an hour an hour to just go on a walk and just be offline i i recommend people try begin small but like go turn your phone off or put on airplane mode or put on do not disturb while driving, which is the away message. Do not disturb while driving and go for a 10 minute walk disconnected and just look, look at your surroundings. Where are you? What is, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What are the buildings like, or what is the nature around you? And really drink in the air and see the sights and just turn off the noise and just be with yourself in nature. I think it's a crucial part of wellness. And I don't think enough people just literally disconnect for 10 minutes. Yeah. Intentionally disconnect. You really will. I love that. Thank you so much, Dan. This conversation is really inspiring me. And everybody, if you want to learn more about the light phone, I've got a link in the show notes below, or you can just go to thelightphone.com, L-I-G-H-T. And if you want to learn more about Dan and his comedy, and also uh, get a copy of his book, Hey Zoe, Get Off Your Phone, you can do that at danmaxfox.com. I did it. That's (laughs) right. Not Dan Fox. Not Not danfox.com. That will bring you into a world of jazz trombone. (laughs) which I'm sure is a lovely world to visit. It's just, if you, if you want to learn more about digital wellness, then uh, Dan Max Fox is where you want to go. Also in the show notes below. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on find your magic, Dan. 
It was such a pleasure. And I hope, I think we found a little magic. I, every time we talk, we find a little bit of magic. You're a magical human. <laughs> Likewise. Likewise. And All God right, bless every- Desi Domo. Yes. God bless Desi Domo forever and ever. Amen. Yes. we love you guys thank you so much for showing up for this really important conversation if you have a digital wellness tip tell us in the reviews or go to instagram kelsey.writes is where you can find me i would love to hear any and all of your tips things that have helped you disconnect hilariously on social media but you know (laughs) we're just gonna try to use it intentionally for good (laughs) exactly mitch Mitch Hedberg, the late great comedian, oh, had a joke that that was like, "I'm against I'm against picketing, but I don't know how to show it." And it's <laughs> sort of like the best way to reach people about social media is on social media, ironically. But it's true. It's true. Start at the do? source. Hey, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Back to what? Well, let's. This is a callback. A New York accent. Yeah, a callback to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Nice to talk to you. Hey, so glad you could join me today, Fox. <laughs> All right, Formosa. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.